Are you ready? I am ready. Cheers! Cheers! <laughs> it's good. It's good. Hey guys, welcome to the C3 Podcast, where we will be talking about great creators, their creations, and we will be connecting on various topics. I am but one of your two hosts, Neeks. And I am Reb. You can call me Bex, though. Whichever one you prefer. Not that anyone's going to be calling us anything on here. Unless we, you know, bring in some people, but... The shrug life. <laughs> the shrug, shrug life. life. Shrug yeah. life. Reb we, is fine. Reb. Now they're not going to call you anything. I they, know. they already don't know what to call you. <laughs> woman one. Woman woman one, please speak. Yes. Yeah. We are so excited to finally be doing this. We've uh, Thanks to me, there was a few technical difficulties. Mm-hmm. The first day. No, the first two days, because we tried to film last week, too. Yeah. I'm bad at technical stuff. Apologies. But we are making it work now. Yes, we are. Head shake. And, then- and I like how this looks like a disco ball. It does. I love my blue snowball. This was my first streaming mic. Oh. And this is now my, my go-to, this guy here. I oh. forgot what it's called. Uh, <laughs> He's also fancy. It's, I'm going to call him Steve. Okay. <laughs> Once we get him up and running and then we get him a brother who will be named Bobby Joe, um, <laughs> we'll be fully running and we will have the audio, video, everything set up. And I'm really excited about that. Um, this has been a long time passion project for me. And I'm so glad that Reb... Who is very overqualified to be here, by the way. No. Is here. Yes. No, you, isn't your degree in like broadcast journalism, broadcasting? I mean, something like that. But, you know, it's it's more, it, it's just a piece of paper. Like, it's more about actually having the hands-on experience. So I am honored that you wanted me to co-anchor with you. So listen, this is honestly very fun. Listen to this bitch. I hate her so much. This Why bitch. did I? <laughs> no, well, you guys should know that Reb has experience with radio and radio broadcasting. So... If her voice sounds familiar, then you live in the DMV and you listen to 99.5. Okay? So, <laughs> such good old days. Such good old days. Covenant internship. <laughs> but it was good because you had a spot on there too, didn't you? You had three. Three spots? I, yeah, I I got on the radio a few times, um, which was cool. Um, and I worked under Cruz mainly. Um, and then he's at another radio station currently. But, I mean, it was just so much fun. Yeah. Yeah, just being a part of it. Just, like, being a part of their, their culture and the environment mm-hmm. was just, like, awesome enough. Does this feel at all similar once we have mics set up? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. honestly, it does. Like, I feel the whole vibe. Nice. So yeah. We got a vibe. Yeah. We got a vibe. Vibe. V-I-B-E. Uh... <laughs> The uh is very important. It's you got to put it there. No underscore. Uh. <laughs> but okay, you'll hear from us in a little bit. But first, we got to get into our first feature content slash creator slash artist. And you're going to listen to that now. Okay. See you in a bit. Bye. Bye. <laughs> hey, guys. And welcome to your first feature creative segment. I'm so excited to be featuring someone who's creative, humble, brilliant, and just an all around cool guy. Um, I am, of course, talking about Chris James Scott, the creator, the sole creator of Two-Ton Rock God. Let's get into it. Strap on a six-string and sign yourself for the Battle of the Bands to end all others. Afrofuturism, robots, and rock music collide as musicians from around the galaxy fight for the ultimate prize, to become the Two-Ton Rock God. When talking about this comic, it's important to note that it's an all-Chris Scott production. He did the coloring. He did the editing. He did the writing, stenciling all the way down to the design where the panels went he did all of that and that's simply amazing and i cannot talk about his creativity enough this comic 
is a positive, non-sensationalist representation of different relationships, such as polyamory, and queerness, and that's amazing and refreshing. There's a point in this first issue where he's prepositioned by two, like, dragonoid, humanoid, alienoid things for a threesome, and it's, like, not even a big deal. You also meet maybe a past lover, and that's interesting, and you find out that the, um the rhythmics the giant robots in the story they can also maybe love oh questions need answers the other thing that is i guess important to me for obvious reasons when i tell you is that this comic is full of poc people who don't have any issues directly relating to their skin what i mean by that is there's no black trauma porn there's no anything of the sort their race is not even something that comes up. They simply are. They exist. They're cool. It's just a thing, and no one calls attention to it. There's no direct trauma correlating to their skin color. And that is so important to see in this day and age when y'all know if you follow me on Twitter, I don't deal with that stuff very well. It should also be noted that, again, Chris Scott has done this himself. It is 50 full-color pages in the first issue. 50 full-color pages. This is all amazing. In the end, you there's a few things you guys should know. You can also get the TTRG Two-Ton Rock God art book on his website. You can get issue two, two days after Small Press Expo, which is September 14th through the 15th. And um, he'll actually be there in person. So if you live in the DMV, go check him out. Get issues one and two because two will be there freshly printed. Mwah, chef kiss. Um, there for you. If you're like me and you might not be attending, um, you can get it on his website two days after, like I said. We wish Chris Scott nothing but the best here at C3, and we hope to see much more from TTRG. If you like mechs, if you like JoJo's, this comic is for you. If you just like a good story, this comic is for you. And, um, yeah. You can find all of his links down where links are. Uh, that would be in the description boxes or anywhere. Uh, yeah. So, guys, this has been your first feature creator for the C3 podcast. We're so excited to be featuring some of the best talent around indie, published, represented. Um, we're just excited. So let's send it back over for the Connect segment with me and Reb. See ya. Alrighty, so we are back. We hope you enjoyed that little segment. Um, but now we're gonna get into the topic of the day. And that is, I mean, this this title is just one of my favorites because <laughs> it's just so clever. Um, but being hungry as a model, actor, actress, um, in the entertainment industry in general, versus being thirsty. So I can't wait to dig into this topic. It's super important for anybody starting out, especially like whether you're freelance, whether you're repped, whether you are anything between that. I think yeah. it's something that we've both had to figure out. Yes. <laughs> um, so I'm really excited to talk to people because I know that we we see frequently the, uh, the thirst the thirst and, is real. Uh, it is. And we do not see enough of the hunger. And I mm-hmm. wish that someone uh, like Sam or like Bethany or, mm-hmm. uh, 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 God damn it, Polaire. <laughs> yeah. I wish that they had, that we had met them sooner because then we yeah. would have avoided. <sighs> A lot of pitfalls. But I, I mean, at the same, by the same token, they've also probably had to, uh, you know, learn and, and become challenged as well in order to know things. And, and I think that just goes for everyone. So. I am grateful for having to learn sometimes, mm-hmm. like, the tough way, um, but it is always helpful to have a guidance and someone who can kind of counsel you to be like, no, don't do that. Yeah. So. 
For sure, for sure. Yeah. So let's start with, I want to start with the, the bad first so we can yeah. move into the good. For so, sure. <laughs> let's talk about being a thirsty model, actress, actor. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that denote in your mind? That denotes um, kind of a, a lack of, of, you know, whether you, you're intending for it or not, lack of self-confidence. And, um, you know, you're not giving yourself you're selling yourself short essentially Mm -hmm. and you need to not do that. You need to be able to be okay with being selective and, and um, doing things that you're comfortable with and not settling just because um, you know, someone has like crazy credentials Mm -hmm. and you're like, I just, I'm going to do anything in my power to get them to notice me. And, and it's hard, like trust. It is so, so hard in this, this industry. Um, And I'm speaking from personal experience too, because you know, I've, I've, experience moments where I'm just like, why don't they see me? Why don't they notice me? You know, and, and certain people have certain tastes for who they want to follow. Um, certain, certain models do get more of a following Mm -hmm. over others. Um, and it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, what works for them works for them, but you have to be able to Keep yourself in mind first. Yeah. What are your, what is your comfortability and make sure you stay there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of first, first round, like what I think of when I think of thirst. For sure. Yeah. I have to agree with all of that. I think that a thirsty model or actress or actor is easily denoted by someone who is constantly, um, and there's nothing wrong with reaching out to people you want to work with, mm-hmm. but they're constantly like pestering. Yes. They're pestering. Yeah. And they're not working with people that they want to work with. They're mm-hmm. working with people who they can work with. Mm-hmm. And that's a big distinction because not everybody's going to give you the best turnout. Yeah. Not everyone's going to give you photos for your portfolio. Not mm-hmm. everyone's going to give you know you footage for your reel. That is up to the standard that you want. Yeah. So I think with thirsty models, actors, actresses, whomever, someone trying to get in the radio, you got to... Work with who you want. Let's yeah. start with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Work with who you want, not who you can. Mm-hmm. Um, That's so, a good way of putting it. Yeah. 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 I think, uh, especially, again, from personal experience, because I definitely was like that when, you know, I started modeling. And even when I when I started transitioning into acting, I was like, I'm just going to take whatever yeah. they throw at me. Yeah. Now I'm in a position to be like, I'm not going to play this role because you suck. And yeah. <laughs> or it may not be that they suck. It's just not the role for me. It's not right. what I want on my reel. It's not what I want attached to my name. It's not your caliber. It's Exactly. Yeah. yeah and there's exactly. nothing wrong with that. And I think a lot of people easily, uh, you know, feel ashamed about that um, just because maybe, you know, the work may trickle in a little bit less. But I think that that honestly speaks volumes mm. for for their passions mm-hmm. and like how sincere, sincerely they take their passions. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think it's something that's very admirable, admirable. No, I agree for sure. For sure. Yeah, I think um, we, we for for what we see now versus then, um, you know, what are like the main trends of thirst that you've been seeing? Yeah, um, I would say main trends are, are kind of riding on the, the coattails of what you were saying of, of pestering and, and I think just not letting yourself have people come to you. Mm-hmm. You're constantly chasing after people. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that in and of itself, I think, strictly denotes being thirsty. Mm. Um, 
you want people to be able to, you know, see the quality of what you have to offer and, and be the ones who are like, Hey, like I saw your work. Like I really want to do this with you. Mm -hmm. Now don't get it twisted. If you feel like you could contribute to someone's portfolio, there is absolutely nothing wrong with reaching out and saying, Hey, like coming up with a well-crafted message, um, a respectful message kind of outlying everything that you'd like to be featured in Mm -hmm. with them and things you could do to collaborate. That's perfectly fine. But I think when people are constantly, um, you know, just trying to, to get paid attention to kind of sort of like their, their attention whores in that sense, like Mm. that's, I mean, that's just not a good look. I mean, aren't we all in some kind of way, though? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. That's, that's very, very true. But so, there's, there's, there's a, a fine line. There's yes. a healthy difference, exactly. Yes, and that's that's totally okay. And I love that you brought that up because um, I think I said it earlier. But there's nothing wrong with you reaching out to people. There's nothing wrong if you're a model reaching out to other models for advice. There's nothing wrong with you reaching out to photographers that you want to work with. I'm going to keep emphasizing want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but there is something wrong when you're hitting up every model yes. that you see who has worked with a photographer. Mm-hmm. There's something wrong with you hitting up every photographer that pops into your your search yep. on Instagram, you know, for your yep. area. Um, because, and this is a term that I really wanted us to delve into, mm-hmm. GWCs are everywhere. They're so rampant. They, it's really unfortunate (laughs) it is for those of you who don't know what a gwc is it is a guy with camera Mm -hmm. um meaning it's just a dude with a camera (laughs) who says he is a photographer Mm -hmm. and he's often easily spotted by his portfolio not only being crap but also featuring stolen images Mm -hmm. um that one's seen a lot right yeah stolen images yeah unfortunately and what else like he's definitely a perv (laughs) <laughs> it's more more than likely perverted mm-hmm. and will say perverse things and and you know there have been so many stories I've heard from models who have been like yeah I mean the shoot was great and everything but I felt like nearly uncomfortable the entire time because I felt like way out of my comfort zone but mm-hmm. I felt like that's what I needed to continue doing mm-hmm. Um, in order, you know, to make sure I got my images and things like that. And, and that's really, that's really, really sad. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that models just have to think that that's the circumstances they have to work under. And they're absolutely not, by the way. You do not have to endure that Mm -hmm. at all. (laughs) Not at all. I, and, you know, that, that happened to me a couple times and I was just like, this just doesn't seem right. right. Like, I... And, and they're very clever about it, too, because they can, you know, be manipulative and they may also even be talented, but they're trying to get you to do something and they're trying to finesse it in a way where they're not culpable. Mm-hmm. And that's fucked up. Yeah. So, so you just have to, like, be so wary and use judgment and discretion all the time. You do. Especially if you're uh, a freelance model, that means you're not rep. There's no one corporately work looking out for you you have to watch out if you're a model that doesn't really have mm-hmm. um maybe uh and i'm not saying this because you should have a man in your life i'm saying if you don't have a boyfriend you should probably find a friend mm-hmm. that will go with you to shoots yep it doesn't have to be a big scary dude it yep. just needs to be someone who's going to be there to look out for you yep um 
And if you're if your photographer is giving you some BS excuse like, oh, I don't allow escorts because they had bad experiences in the past. Fuck off, you know. <laughs> and I hate That's to another say- red flag. Yeah, for sure. That's such a major red flag when photographers give models crap about escorts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I understand where a photographer may be coming from when they're like, okay, they could be a distraction, a total mm-hmm. distraction, but they have to be able to work around that. Yeah. In my opinion. The escort also has to be aware of the circumstance. Yes. Like, they're probably going to be bored the entire time. And they have to know to not be, you know, distracting mm-hmm. and things like that. So it goes both ways, but a photographer shouldn't penalize a model for wanting to put her safety first. Yes. Safety. Just... Keyword. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and his safety, honestly, because I, I get why maybe they don't want to feel um, perhaps ganged up on. Because a lot of photographers do carry their own gear mm-hmm. and they're renting out these studios. They don't yep. know that other person. Yep. And I understand that. But at the same time, that other person could provide a witness should something go wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like, the photographer should be willing. If they feel unsafe with two people, mm-hmm. bring another person. Bring yeah. a second shooter. Bring yeah. an assistant. You bring know? an assistant. Yep. There is there are so many options to get around mm-hmm. the 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 harrowing topic of yes. escorts. Yes, exactly. And and always models and actresses and and anyone in the entertainment business always check references. Yes. Always cross check references. Don't ever be afraid. I've had models who've reached out to me and say, hey, how was your experience with so-and-so photographer? And, I mean, I think that's really good of them. <laughs> and that's something that should be a, a necessary protocol every single time. Now, you can use discretion as well. Sometimes the photographer is, like, super, you know, popular online. You're constantly seeing what they're doing. So, you know, you see all the models that they work with. You know a lot of them, so you're able to see, like, oh, I know that model personally, and they've worked together several times, so you feel a little bit better about going to work with that photographer, but I digress. Just always check the references. Yes. <laughs> on on the, the actor side of that, and I think mm-hmm. this still applies to models, because yeah. um, I'm pretty sure that we've been in that situation. I can't remember a lot because I like to block a lot out. Yeah. Because I'm like... <laughs> There's a lot. you learn. A, nah. <laughs> nah. I'm, I'm done with that situation. Goodbye. Yeah. But um, I, I recently, and I told you about this, Rob, I, I recently had a, an encounter via text message, um, not recently, like a month ago, with mm-hmm. the guy who uh, was basically like, you need this gig. Oh, Like, bitch, no, me. I don't. <laughs> and he was like, it, it started out like normal. He was like, hey, you um, submitted to a role like a while ago. Yeah. And, um... I was like, oh, okay, cool. And he's like, I have you in mind for this project now. And I was like, yeah. double dope. Thanks for remembering me. But I didn't remember who that number belonged to. Mm-hmm. Save numbers, by the way. And, then, yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, the conversation's going on. And I start asking for, you know, information mm-hmm. about the project. Give me a script. Give me a snippet so I can self-tape. Yeah. Give me something so that I can give you something. Yeah. And he's just not giving it to me. He's literally refusing. Uh, he's like, no. If you want, if you want the part, then you got the part. If you don't want the part, then I'm moving on. And I was Wait, like, what? Yeah, there was no information given. And I was like, okay. So oh finally, um, finally, he asked me one more time. He's like, well, I, you know, I think you'd be perfect for this. Do you want it or do you not? Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't respond. Then he sends me a second message that says, "Are you comfortable with kissing?" That's when it hit me who that was. This dude. I submitted to a role before without knowing who he was. This was, like, way in the past, like, mm-hmm. a year ago. Mm-hmm. And he messaged me, and he was like, you'll have to make out with me for the audition. Uh, and I was like, ha-ha! No, I don't. 
Wow. Yeah. That is so freaking audacious of him to do and say that. Mm-hmm. That's just insane. Yeah. And uh, so actresses and models out there, don't let your audition or your go-see turn into a casting couch. Because funnily enough, that dude worked in porn prior. So I'm just like, this is not normal auditioning. I have nothing against porn. Very pro-porn here, guys. Yes. <laughs> just, you know, I am not doing porn. I'm, I'm not. I'm choosing not to do it. Which, funnily enough, yeah. I was I was offered uh, a substantial amount of money to do porn. Really? Recently. Yeah. He was, uh, he was like, we won't show your face. Um, it's just literally just penetration. And I was like, you know... That's a large sum of money. I thought about it for a second. Then I was like, nah. And he was like, okay, for like $1,000 less, will you be an extra? And I was like, I still can't do it, bro. Someone's going to yeah. recognize my shoes. Like, <laughs> I was like, it'll be over. Oh my gosh. I'm not trying so to. That's so funny. I'm just not trying to Mia Khalifa myself, guys. I'm yeah. so sorry. <laughs> you know, apparently she didn't make all that much from porn. That's true. She made like, what was it, $12,000? Yeah. That's yeah. What I saw. And I was like, okay, but yo, yo ass and titties were everywhere. So they were. You need to work out that contract, girl. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she did get exposure, no pun intended. She, a lot, <laughs> a lot of exposure. But that is really sad because she couldn't come back, and that might be a topic for another um, podcast. Yeah, but um, it, you do have to be really careful with who you work with because you don't know what's going to come back to bite you in the ass. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's. I mean, that's very good using your own head he made it pretty easy for him to be seen as a huge red flag oh yeah thank god yeah (laughs) not all of them are that obvious Mm -hmm. which is the sad part about it um you don't find out until it's too late and things like that um but but oh man Mm -hmm. (laughs) it is some crazy shit it is I mean, he could have easily waited to mention that till I was already, like, I had traveled there. Yeah. So then I went just, right in. He did. Thank God. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> like, thank you for being that freaking brazen. Yeah, brazen. Ugh. But a lot of people are like that. But the thing is, photographers are never like that. Because mm-hmm. if they want to push your buttons, they wait till you're half there. naked already in the studio. Mm-hmm. And then uh, whether, whether you agree to shoot in lingerie or not... Yep. And you find yourself feeling uncomfortable because they're like, well, why don't you take off the shirt? Why don't you take off the pants? Take yeah. off the bra. What? Right. <laughs> like, we, I mean, that's one thing. If you stipulate that from the get-go, mm-hmm. like, that's what I always tell them. That's yeah. what I outline. I'm just like, you know, I'll, the most I'll do is implied. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm not, nothing's being shown. Yeah. Um, and, you know, vast majority of the time, that's respected. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, out of nowhere... There might be a little curveball, and they're yeah. just like, "Yeah, but maybe you should, you know, try doing this." And it's like, "No, <laughs> no, I don't need to try because I know I'm not doing that, <laughs> right?" I, I don't need to try this method, sir. I'm, I'm good. I am I'm good. good. Um, yeah. so yeah, I mean, we let us not forget the infamous one um, that happened many, many moons ago. Many moons ago. I, I was thinking of bringing it up. <laughs> I don't I like maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> I'm so on the fence. I want like I want people to know how yeah. bad it can be, but also I don't want y'all looking it up. So That's true. If we don't have to go into specific detail, we I mean, don't. Th- this wasn't also like anything like super super crazy. It was You're just right. like it ended up on a fetish site. Yeah, <laughs> and it was just it was honestly like all that happened was we were dressed like scantily clad. Everything was covered though. All the yeah. lady parts were covered, and we were we wearing had, pants. We were wearing pants. Yeah. yeah. 
we were covered and we were, I mean, it was some pretty, from what I thought, pretty cool uh, fighting sequences. Yeah. Um, like sparring and things like that. But the fetish was, yeah, it was like, oh, kick guys' asses and blah, blah, blah. So I don't know. We but. did not know going in. We okay. didn't. <laughs> like, that's another one of those things where it was just like, oh, what the fuck did we just do? Mm-hmm. And then, and then, like, five years later, that guy popped up in my DMs and was like, hey, I saw you in this video. And I was like, you saw me where? <laughs> That's so scary. Like, those words are so scary to read. It, they are. I thought it was one of those, you know when you get those emails where it's like, I have your nudes and I'll leak them unless you send me $3,000? I, for real, thought that was about to happen. But he sent me the link and I, I saw, you know, the yeah. video that we had already seen many yeah. years prior. And I was like... Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to oh, take shit. a few deep breaths. I yeah. mean, that's that's still something, but oh my God. I mean, it, it was cool. And I mean, there could have been less today, but today. I thought it was cool. Today. Yeah. No, I mean, like, I, I think it's, it's kind it's, of a cool video. We should redo but, it and make it better. Yeah. It's just like, it's poor quality. And yeah. it's just like, it was on like a certain fetish site where it yeah. was just like, okay, it, didn't have to be super sexualized <laughs> but it was so but in, and now that's what it is and now we have to live with that yeah i don't think we even model releases we i'm pretty sure we did not sign one we did not we did not but that guy is ghosting us and like whatever i hope he's like away yeah if you're listening to this i'll find you <laughs> <laughs> oh we were so naive we weren't didn't even get paid for that shit no man. we did not man we devoted so much time so much time and, and gas money to go uh, there. Yeah, because it was like, it wasn't an hour. Yeah. Because we... It was like 40 minutes, yeah. 45 minutes away. It was it was far enough for it to be out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. At least like some gas money would have been nice. Mm-hmm. But alas, we were thirsty back then. Yeah. And... That, it's perfect, perfect time to roll back into what it is to be <laughs> thirsty versus hungry. Yep. Yeah. Prime but, example. Yeah, I mean, now I'm remembering it, and I'm just like, why? It's coming back. <laughs> why? I know. But I think now we are in the stage of being hungry, yes. and that means we have an immense amount of self-respect. Yep. We know our boundaries. Yes. We communicate those boundaries very well and up front. And Absolutely. We have, we have not since ended up on a fetish site, guys. No. No, we have not. <laughs> and um, yeah, we, we did good. High five. Yes. <laughs> no fetish site. Yes. If you guys have a fetish for, like, girls messily eating food, though, like, I'll hook you up with a video. I'm cool with that. <laughs> I do that every night. I do. I do. I'm about to eat some Chipotle after this podcast. Oh. Um, Chipotle's so good. Yes. Yes. But um, another another category in the hunger category mm-hmm. is respecting one's time as well as other people's. Yes. So I think That's that we actually one. do a really good job of that for ourselves but also whoever we're working with yeah um being mindful of of their time and and you know obviously the fact that they've purchased all this equipment mm-hmm. and they're using it at that time on us so it's it's like you have to be mindful of the other one mm-hmm. just plain and simple collaboration facts yeah yeah and then you know on that note we could get into you know who pays who whom yep. whom pays who I, pays who I, I'm not even going to touch that. But, girl, I, I'm Southern as fuck. We don't know. <laughs> I'm here for a podcast. Not to teach. <laughs> I'm here for a good time. Please don't quiz me on my grammar. Right. Um, but, yeah. So, I mean, it, you know, I think we've given a lot of information for people to mull over. Especially yep. if they are thinking about entering the entertainment visual media foray. Yes. 
Um, but what what suggestion would you give someone who is starting out? Because as we just said, right. we were thirsty when we started. Absolutely. I think it's it, it behooves anyone, um, and I know you and I started out on Model Mayhem, which mm. so many models and actors and actresses start out on as well, um, which is a good starting point, mm. but you just have to be vigilant of scams. Yeah. You have to be cognizant. You have to, as I said prior, cross-check references. Um, don't be afraid to reach out to um, other people that the photographer or videographer, whomever, um, that, you know, they have worked with. Know who you are going to be working with as much, as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Stipulate your conditions, your working conditions. Um, model release, that's another, another big one. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, um, I know a lot of the time we, we sort of pick other models' brains on, like, what to include in a mm-hmm. model release. Like, if they want to have one for themselves. Yeah. Um, things like that. So, just just being mindful and just using discretion. It's just something I need to heavily, heavily emphasize. For sure. Yeah. And just, you know, on that note of having your own release. Mm-hmm. I, that is so smart. And I wish that, again, someone told us that before. That yeah. we were allowed to present our own releases. Yeah. Um, and if a photographer refuses to work with you because you have your own set of stipulations for yourself and right. for your craft, mm-hmm. again, that's not someone you want to work with. Yeah. I think it, it speaks a lot about professionalism when the photographer or when the model doesn't want to respect the other one's time yep. or boundaries. Yep. So. Yeah. You shouldn't have to feel any type of way because you were turned down mm-hmm. because you were asked to do something that's out of your comfort zone. As far as I'm concerned, I take that as like, oh, well, you, I mean, I don't have to waste my time on you then. Like, you did me a favor, you know? I'm, I'm good. I'm going to move forward. Hell so, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the, if you, if, <laughs> it, the, just do you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Be good to yourself. Indeed. Yes. That's what it boils down to, honestly. It does. Respect yourself. Respect your time. Respect your craft. Know where your goal is and yep. then work towards that goal. Mm-hmm. Um, for anybody out there who is unsure of where their, their limits are, because, mm-hmm. you know, not everyone starts out like, I'm going to get naked. Yeah. But a lot of models really enjoy yeah. being nude. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, find a trusted photographer. Mm-hmm. I did boudoir for my first time with a female photographer, mm-hmm. with a woman. And um, she, I mean, those photos came out so beautiful. Yeah. And then, but I did boudoir with a, another photographer after. Uh-huh. I will not say their identifying gender because I don't want anyone to think I'm biased. Okay. And, um, and it did not come out well. I feel like they can just assume yeah. what gender. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, anyway, so it was it was a man. Yeah. And um, yeah, it did not come out as well. But I think that was a, a skill level thing mm-hmm. um, because the woman who I shot with before, she was right. just opening up her own boudoir business. Okay. The guy who I shot with after mm-hmm. um, was, you know, getting started and really... He had some beautiful photos. Yeah. But I was like, this is a chance we're both taking. Yeah. And um, they came out all right. It wasn't... Yeah. I'm just... Like, that's a personal preference thing. Yeah. Yeah, um, absolutely. They're not, they're not all winners. <laughs> they're, they're not all winners. And yeah. it could have been me. I could have been bloated as fuck that day. So who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, or I could have just been tired. It yeah. comes down to both. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. Totally, totally does. I mean, there are two people working on a project. Unless one person is, like, obviously the one fucking up the Mm. entire time, you know, it's always a two-way street. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, um, 
but yeah so let's say the model or actor or actress has already been a thirsty hoe for so long mm-hmm. how do you advise that they go from thirsty to hungry hmm that is a very good question um i would probably say that i mean with the first step of anything when it comes to you know getting on a path a clearer path of recovery or or reformation is understanding that you're doing something wrong Mm -hmm. um and what is it that they can do um to personally 180 that behavior Mm -hmm. so if they they have to be the ones who are interested in that change Mm -hmm. once they come to that conclusion that revelation they can move on to the next step and they can say how am i going to stop being thirsty and Mm -hmm. start being hungry I'm going to start giving myself these stipulations to tell photographers or uh, videographers, directors um, from the get-go. Oh, you don't tell directors shit. (laughs) (laughs) They tell you what to do and you suck it up. (laughs) Yeah, no, so yeah, I I can only speak for the the modeling aspect. Mm -hmm. So I I don't really know how the the casting um, side of things works. So yeah, that makes sense, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's... I think they present everything for a cast and you'll, you know, bite and say, okay, I think, like, this is something I'm comfortable enough doing. I yeah. think they they outline pretty much everything. Yeah. Um, but um, for models, uh, it's, it's once again, it's just something where they they need to just really sit down, be introspective, and, and, and just be selective about what they want to do, what genre what style of shooting that they want to keep doing, work on their own model release form, mm-hmm. um, and and just just be self-respecting. Yeah, yeah. And I know it's that still kind of like is is in general mm-hmm. like it's not terribly specific, but a lot of people are different. So yeah, yeah. I think when it comes for models specifically. It's all, there's a lot more pushed on them. Mm -hmm. For actors and actresses, it's like we can choose to go out and submit for a role or go into the auditioning room. Past that, we have no say. Right. So it's that first step where actors and actresses have to like be like, I'm doing this or I'm not doing this. Yeah. That's the only boundary we get. Yeah. Because after that, if we're cast and we accept. Yeah. Then you. fuck. Yeah. (laughs) Then you kind of know what you're getting into and what you're signing up for. Exactly. So I want to say that for actors and actresses, it's a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. I think it's its own difficulty. Yeah. Um, But I I think models for sure have it hard, especially freelance models Mm -hmm. who do not have protection from an agent or a corporation that they are signed to. That's so true. So. Yeah. I think that's a huge thing. So if you're, if you've been a thirsty model, what did you just do? Hello. (laughs) One second. But yeah, so if it's, you know, something where you are like wondering where you need to start protecting yourself for models who are freelance, you need to protect yourself at every stage mm-hmm. for actors and actresses. If you're not repped, I'm not repped uh, and you're non-union. So I don't even have a union backing my ass. I need to make that decision like almost right away. Mm-hmm. So it's all about like yourself, your boundaries, your respect you know, for yourself and for other people's time. Yeah. Because um, you don't want to accept something and then be like, oh, just kidding. Yeah. Um, that's really unprofessional and gets yeah. you blacklisted. <laughs> so, yeah. All about those things. So many factors. But yeah. you can do it. If you've been thirsty, you can do it. You can make the change. Yeah, you can make the change. It's it's all about wanting to make the change. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I, I really, really do love this topic because it's, I mean, obviously it's a fun play on words, but mm-hmm. it's it's the meanings are so vastly different. 
Um, so it's, it's, yeah, I mean, to be hungry means to, to know what you want for yourself, not compromising, um, what's uncomfortable for you. That's true. And, um, and hustling and being persistent and, and, you know, not, not worrying so much what other people are doing Mm -hmm. constantly. Um, I think that's another big factor is it's hard to not get caught up with your competition. Mm Mm-hmm. And you don't even have to think of them as competition. Some people just constantly compare themselves and they're like, oh, I'm not skinny enough. I'm not curvy enough. I'm not this enough. Mm-hmm. I'm not that enough. Um, and and I think what really falls in line with being hungry is is just knowing that you have something no one else has. Yeah. And honing in on that and like moving forward, plowing forward. Hell yeah. Yeah. Also, I have to really quickly say that I said that I wasn't repped, and I forgot that I actually yeah. Didn't rep. I was like, I was confused about that. I was about to be like, wait, I remembered you made like a, a huge announcement about that. I totally forgot that I had an agent. Um, Lisa, if you're listening, uh, I'm really sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> minor oversight. Minor oversight. I feel like shit. Um, no. <laughs> so I am repped, but I'm not. Um, I'm still not union, so I didn't mm-hmm. lie about that part. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. I I just that that tells you how new that happened. Like that yeah. happened like a month ago. I'm right. getting used to being You're able still to say in like, shock. like, hello, this is my agent. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but still, I that doesn't change how I operate as an actress. I'm still submitting myself on my mm-hmm. own. Yeah. Um, well, she does it too, but I, I do it for yeah. myself as well. Um, you know, I'm still going out to auditions. Right you know, in person, yep. I'm still talking to casting directors. So, um, yeah, I'm still, I'm still using that hunger to propel myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did want to specify that I accidentally lied <laughs> and I'm really sorry, Lisa, do not drop my <laughs> She's ass. Sorry, Lisa. <laughs> do you accept your apology? Please do. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's hilarious. I, I'm sure she, she can, Completely accepts your apology. I hope so. <laughs> she, I think she no thinks I'm feelings. funny or like just a weirdo. So either way, she seems to like me enough to keep me on the roster. So she probably thinks both. Maybe but it's endearing. <laughs> I hear that so much. You're weird, but we like it. Oh, thanks. Because <laughs> being normal is just overrated. That's... Who wants that? <laughs> oh my gosh! But this is this has been such a great topic and Absolutely. a great thing to talk about and it doesn't just apply to models actors and actresses i think it can apply to people in you know whatever radio yep. it can yep. apply, to, apply to people working in um fashion yep um finance show business yeah so in in finance like in different departments yeah different different sectors mm-hmm. of of career paths so that's yep. that's 100 percent true for sure yep. and it, it all boils down to i think self-respect yeah. Because when you're absolutely. thirsty sometimes, that desperation throws you right out the window. Oh, it does. It completely, I think, fogs up everything. Mm-hmm. And, and it really doesn't have you steer clear anymore. It, yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. So that's that's always something good to keep yourself in check of. Mm-hmm. Like, am I being thirsty or am I being hungry? Yeah. That's a just a... Just ask yourself that question yeah. at the end of the day. Or, which, which hoe are you today? Yes. <laughs> Which hoe are you? Which hoe? The new BuzzFeed quiz. <laughs> Thirsty hoe? Hungry hoe. <laughs> if they steal that, I swear to God. <laughs> I would be so mad. I would I would literally be like, you better throw me something. You better coin. give us our own show. Yeah. 
on BuzzFeed. I'll, I'll partner with BuzzFeed yeah, for a like, show. Yeah, you can totally have that. Yeah. Just give us her own little department. A blurb. Give me yeah. a blurb. That's so... Is that being thirsty, though, or are we being hungry? Which one was mm, that? You know, I think I think we're being hungry on that. Because that that's ambition. Yeah, yeah that's, that's like, ambition. That's, that's... I mean, we're not compromising. Mm-hmm. If they can't just, you know, take something that's... We'd fight for, you know saying hey that's something we like genuinely came up with on our own but you know if you get something out of it don't be afraid to you know accept if it's within your parameters yeah yeah so you heard it here first yeah. before it hits buzzfeed <laughs> if, if it feels icky then you're being thirsty Ooh, that's a ooh, yeah. yeah if it feels icky you are being a thirsty hoe yes Good job. Take that with you from this podcast. Yes, and that's also going to be on uh, another T-shirt. Yes. As well, what was the well, first one? I just, just I was about to ask you that. <laughs> I think it was um it was Get Out, and then on the front the back or back it's Reb. <laughs> you guys don't know this, but Reb is secretly a fifty-year-old man. I and, am uh, a fifty-year-old man dad, and uh, <laughs> she makes the worst dad jokes. And the only thing you can or say the best dad jokes. No. <laughs> We need to pull some people. (laughs) I want a consensus. You get nothing. But I will do it if you want. (laughs) I do. If you guys would like to hear the greatest hits of Reb's dad jokes and then me yelling, get out, we can hook that up for you. Yes. It happens frequently. It happens very frequently. (laughs) Now we have to capture it on the podcast. That's true. Yeah. There's not been room for dad jokes in this topic, I feel. No, not so much. Not so much this one. But they're coming. They're coming. I I feel them (laughs) in my sphincter. (laughs) <laughs> but this is it i love this first episode i think Me it's too. setting up for wonderfulness yes. um good things to come yeah and if you guys have any questions specifically about modeling or acting or whatever or on the subject of being thirsty or hungry um feel free to make sure you contact us we have a c3 podcast series of social medias we also have our own social media so you are welcome to reach out to any of those three yep yep um, well, it's like, it's like 10 in total. God, I hate social media. <laughs> it's like a tag, like, or an at handle for everything. Everything. Gotta multiply it by 10. And none, none of mine match. Did you know that? None of them. I can't get them to match. I don't think mine match either. So, yeah. Y'all so, screwed. Yeah. It's, it's gonna have to be like a, oh, God, hope there's a link. Right. I just it's need old. a link. I need it to guide me. <laughs> there will be links, I promise. Yes. There will be links, um... For us, there will be links for the C3 podcast. There will be links for Chris James Scott, who I mentioned in the creative, mm. the well, the creator segment, uh, <laughs> words. Uh, but overall, thank you guys so much for listening. <laughs> Come back to life. I thought my laptop shut off, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I hope you enjoyed this topic. And Reb and I will be back for episode two. Yes, we will. Talking about other stuffs. Other things, other stuffs, other topics. And, you know, if you even have a topic that you want us to to touch on or talk about, feel free to let us know. On one of those 10 social medias. Yes. (laughs) You have many outlets to share your thoughts. Share them. (laughs) Be there. All right, guys. uh, We will see you later. This has been Neeks, a.k.a. Nika Marie, or the other way around. I'm not sure which way that goes. My name progressively gets shorter every year. (laughs) changes every year <laughs> to a different nickname it's just gonna be in next year yeah in and then it's gonna be <laughs> have you seen <laughs> what Homest? who are you talking about you know <laughs> 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 <laughs>
currently dying. <laughs> oh my god! And then yeah, you can uh, you can catch me also on the C three podcast. Um, Bax model is my Instagram handle. Um, There's an underscore. There is an underscore. <laughs> I should have been more specific. I apologize. <laughs> it's because it's very important. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Um, and then for Twitter, uh, because Nika has made me uh, get one. I did. And thank you for pushing me on that, because that other one I had was very dormant, um, so I'm bringing it back to life. And that yeah. is Beck's C3 Podcast. That is the handle. And if uh, you need a distinguisher for my page, you'll see a cute little Pomeranian as the header. Evie. Evie. <laughs> You can contact the C3 Podcast directly by using at C3 Podcast underscore for Twitter and Instagram and C3 Podcast Creative on Facebook. Yeah, I had to think about that. (laughs) There's so many handles. There's There's so many handles. handles. That's why we too need links. Yes. So we'll have all of that for you guys down below. Yep. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. How annoying was that on a scale of one to ten? <laughs> but we need like a, a, a ritual like my. So I, I do like that. Okay. <laughs> it's staying. So sorry. Yep. Bye. Bye. <laughs>